For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's time to go one-on-one with DP. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios, here is your host, Derek Pearson. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome to one-on-one. And thank the folks that make it happen. Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. Ambition Electric. Joe Davis and company for what they do. Uh, greatly appreciate it for making this hour of radio happen. Uh, 402-464-5685. You can join in the conversation on the Starter Hammond text line or the Honda Lincoln hotline. But I'll say this. Uh, jump on the video stream. We'll have some fun with it uh, in this hour as well. I A couple of things in play. Um <laughs> We're in a mood, a coaching mood. And every now and then a coach pops up and reminds you of what your North Star should be. Every now and then it happens. In this case, we're going to bring one to the phone and we'll bring one to air. But Mark, if you would please, if you would hit his music. The autumn wind is a pirate. Blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather-beaten. He wears a hooded sash with a silver hat about his head and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. That has to just settle you into your space. Into your good space. Let's bring him in. Coach Barry Thompson, BT. What's happening, man? DP, are you with me? DP, are you with me? Right here. Ain't going nowhere. Um, Barry, I, we, we, we have to set the tone for the conversation today by playing a clip that you and I talked about yesterday. Mark Allen, if you would, take us to Coach Tomlin, please. Right, in an effort to do so, we better – manage the collective and the individuals within the collective. I love to hear coaches resist the responsibility of coaching. What'd you just say, coach? I love coaches <laughs> that resist the responsibility of coaches, that talk negatively about a dude that can't learn and bub up. Man, if everybody could learn, we need less coaches. Yeah, that's right. right? If, if the group didn't need management, then we wouldn't make as much. 
I love reading draft evals and, and, and somebody's talking about anything other than pedigree, talking about how poor somebody's hand usage is. Well, that's coaching. Right. Mm. I don't run away from coaching. I run to coaching. Love it. It all is in line with that not seeking comfort because when you're a coach that's talking about somebody can't learn, you're seeking comfort because your teaching is struggling. Listen, man. <laughs> Every now and then somebody comes and resets the GPS for what you're supposed to be doing. And when you talk about your programs and organizations, you have to talk from that. What's the ta- what's the first takeaway, BT? It, it, it I heard it and it took my breath away. I it just it literally took my breath away, and I go, yes. There there are so many coaches out there on too many levels who do run away from the responsibilities of coaching. In some cases, it's my belief that. They don't know how to coach. In other cases, I believe it was it's what Coach Tomlin said, that it's more comfortable for them kind of not to coach, to fall into these things. This guy is is not this, not that, not this. And so we don't want him. And, and we miss the thing that those types of coaches are missing, in my opinion, is they're missing the the transformative power of coaching. To me, the essence of coaching and and the, the real reward of coaching is to to help somebody get to where they need to be. Right? To, we've had talks about this. At, um, I don't know if it was you, another of my coaching friends. You know, when you have a young person in front of you. And there's that coach that Coach Tomlin's referring to. And they look at all the things that this person can't do instead of trying to help them. Hey, how can I help you understand this better? How can I change the way that I communicate with you? How can I uh, adjust what I'm doing to to accentuate what you do well? When a player has that coach that resists that, that young person walks through a different door in life. On the other hand, that same player, if they're lucky to engage with a coach that doesn't resist the responsibility of coaching, and for listeners, Coach Tomlin, of course, is being sarcastic there, but who engages with the responsibility of coaching, they not only have a chance to get that person through another door, another, another path in life, or an easier path to where they were going to go anyway, but then that starts to affect the people around them. And it just, it's just too many times, in, in my experience, it's a missed opportunity. And to be honest with you, it, there, those are coaches that I don't want to be around. And I enjoy being around men who, who look at a player and say, okay, where, how can we get him to do this? Or where do we need him? You know, and then having a conversation with them. You know, sometimes it's as simple as, you know, and what I do as a young guy's coming up, sit down with them at an early stage, say, do you want to do this? Do you want to play quarterback? Mm -hmm. Like, imagine that conversation. (laughs) 
<laughs> right? To, to a high school kid, he's in ninth grade, he's 10th grade, and you know there's going to be some competition. And after his ninth grade year, just sitting down in the office say, do you want to be quarterback? Or do you want to play somewhere else? You know, like, just those things uh, are just so important. And uh, you let me talk. And I shared a video with you yesterday. I have a guy who now is being paid professionally to play quarterback. And I shared with DP, and I won't share publicly because I don't want to embarrass the kid. But I shared with DP, DP good with words. He can describe it. And when you look at that video, I could, I could think of, a hundred people that would look at that video and told their answer to that young man would have been, uh, no, you need to go play receiver. You have to, you'll never be a quarterback. And, and I know for a fact he's been told that. But my approach with him was, hey, if you want to work at this, we'll work at this. Now, there's times when I wanted to choke him. <laughs> right. Now, I'm not, I'm not lying. It's not, it's not easy. There's times I want to choke him. Right. But, but he, kept, he kept moving forward. You know, even when I was frustrated, he kept moving forward. There's a saying that I ran across late recently that says, never discourage anyone who's making progress, no matter how slow. Mm -hmm. Never discourage anyone who's making progress, no matter how slow. And that's what happened. And now this guy's getting paid to play football, and he, he has changed. He's grown over the last six or seven months, and he's changed the horizon of the guys that change with them. Mm -hmm. You know, and all that is gained just because I decided to say, hey, if you want to work at this, I'll work at this. That's it, right? That if I, had, if I hadn't engaged the responsibility of coaching, I would have missed out not only in his life and how it may alter his family and his projections, but again, the other young men that are just below him looking up, hey, I, I want to do that. Just by that simple act. Coaching, at its essence, is a powerful thing. Mm -hmm. And I, I just think that sometimes it gets lost as to what it's all about. And here's the great thing about it. It leads to winning. <laughs> <laughs> That's what? the great thing about it. What? It leads to winning. It, it always, like I've never engaged somebody that way and lost or regretted it you know that part and and i, I yeah and i understand the higher pressure yeah, you got to win right and do all that stuff but but here's the thing you can do all that stuff and still move somebody along maybe not your starter you know but you don't discourage them you know you say okay you know this okay i want you to work on this but hey while you're working on this i need you to go do this for me i'll 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 do this. And you take care of the rest. And, and teams watch how you handle people. They do. Yeah. You look at Coach Tomlin's interview and look at the, the bosses that were sitting down with him. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. I mean, y'all don't know, Fred Taylor was all about the business. <laughs> and right. Ryan, and Ryan, I mean, he was one of the running backs that you wouldn't really think about, but he was always posting, always posting, always posting. Always post and go look at his numbers. Yeah. yeah. And Ryan Clark, you know, there's there's one local franchise. They, they, you know, when they were stumbling and bumbling, they didn't have any use for Ryan Clark. Mm -hmm. well, Pittsburgh found use for him. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, I'm you know, still, um, still, still bothered by that. Yeah, I, I mean, just it's just it, it, it's just so easy to to look at that. You know, one organization that had any use for them, and then this other organization, yeah, we'll take them. And then they realize everything he brings to the table, and he he exits his career. You know, on 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 a high note, winning consistently, competing for playoffs, and that type of stuff. And the people that said, "No, he's not this. He's not that." They're still stumbling around, yeah. right? And and you would think that organizations that consistently do that, that somebody would be bright enough to say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! Why are all these good teams wanting people that we don't think we have any room for?" No, why, why is that? No, that's going to make too much sense. There's going to be too much. It would large, make way too much. Sense. Well, you, you and I, you and yeah, I have been in, in 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 this shared space. Um, and there's a kid that there's, there's several kids that come on. You and I could talk about former players who all mm-hmm. fall. We, I mean, there's a bundle. There's a bundle mm-hmm. of life influencers who we caught at a, at a phase where, um, I, 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 to, to be specific, there's one kid that on during Easter break of his freshman year. Now, this young man had played uh, quarterback for Barry on the freshman football team. And I then had him – my knowledge of him was just from that fo- fo- football season with him. Um, and you kind of watch from the from the edges kids and how they maneuver and how they, they carry themselves – and I called Barry during Easter of the of, of the baseball season, and I said, "It happened." And there's a phrase that Barry and I use: "We got one." Like we'll we'll yell, "We got one," because the bridge now becomes clear and clean for them to cross over and do do the greater thing. But this was a kid that was my third team catcher. And was our backup quarterback. But he had the thing that led me to be curious. The program head said, he's not that kid. He's not fast enough. He's not big enough. He's not strong enough. And I said, that's got nothing to do with with whether this kid's going to be successful in life. Yeah, That's got nothing to do with it. And he and I, me and this this kid came to me. He was down. He was having – but – he showed up on a day when nobody else showed up and said, feed me, coach. Mm-hmm. Feed me. T- t- am I wasting my time? You know, can I be good at this? And I said, well, first of all, you shouldn't be my third string catcher. Second of all, you should be up there playing with the big boys. Third of all, you should be our starting quarterback next year. But that's a decision you have to make, and you, within that, you have to trust that I'm telling you the absolute truth. And I said to him, "Do I have your? This is where that phrase came, came from. Do I have my your permission to tell you the truth?" And the kid, his eyes got big because nobody had told him the truth that he was underachieving and that he was underworking. 
And I work with this kid for two hours a day over the next week. And then I called Barry again and I said, he got it. He got it. Yeah. And so immediately this kid goes, I launch him above the other catchers. I put him in the starting lineup. He has three games at the lower level where his whole life changed. And he then became the varsity catcher the next week. <laughs> The next week, yeah, and yeah. then I and then Barry gets him, and he asked Barry the question that all the kids really want to know: Am I good enough? Can I be good enough? And I remember Barry calling me and going, "You won't believe it. He he just doesn't get it. Like he doesn't believe us." Yeah, no, he he uh, a similar similar story, and 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 DP and I can. I'm thankful that I can tell these stories. Um, you know, I had, that was one of the first years I was on the League 11 circuit, and I had told a bunch of guys, you know, hey, I'm out here, and if you come, is at Redskins Park. And I said, if you come, there's going to be a lot of people around. So make sure you walk onto the field and find me so I can engage with you. And I had, I don't know, 10 or 15 guys. And so at the end of the event, he's the one kid that walks down with his dad, and he's bright. I think I told this story before. And he's bright-eyed, and he says, he, his first question, he said, do you think I can play in college? I said, yes. And then he said, um, he said, do you think I can do this? And I said, yes. I said, but here's what's involved. And I laid it out for him, you know, rearranging life and getting up early and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he was all gassed up. I said, you know, go home and talk about it, and, you know. Come to me with an answer. I said, I'll still love you either way, but come with me and answer. Like, I gave him, like, two days or something. Well, he called back, and he said, yeah. And it involved him getting to school around 6 o'clock in the morning and me physically teaching him how to throw the football. And this is after his freshman season, so this is right after. I might have had him a little bit before the baseball season. So he had started that process. So when you got him in Easter, you know, and it clicked over, um, anyway, bottom line is he wound up getting an Elite 11 invite. And then his senior year, this guy, they kept, you know, kept every year they keep asking questions about him, the, word, the head guy. Does he think his arm's strong enough? I'm like, you know, he's ninth grader. Asking, is his arm strong enough? Said, yeah, he'll be strong enough. You know, 10th grade, is his arm strong enough? You think he can do it? I'm like, yeah, he can do it. And then they had a coaching changeover, and that coach wanted to run him out of the building. Right? But I, I stayed there that one year to fight for him, and then he winds up throwing for over 400 yards in a game and doing a lot of stuff. And, yeah, it just it, it just hits me hard. And with a lot of quarterbacks that I have, I have a 15-offer kid right now, and I remember the day, it's not far from where I'm talking to you, we are coming off the field when he's probably in – Six going into seventh grade or maybe seventh grade, and we finished the session. And his dad, who's a great dad, uh, just was asking a typical dad question. You, know, you think this is worth it? And I go, what do you mean? He says, you think, you know, he's going to. And I said, I don't know. I said, but, you know, is he having fun getting better? Dad said, yeah, he seems to enjoy it. I said, well, let's just let it keep playing it out. But I remember that day, like, dad was, he wanted to know, should I cut this off? If I had been that guy. And said, yeah, he's too short. He started too late. You know, he's not going to be big enough. He needs to do it. This guy now is a three-sport athlete. He's all district, all state, you know, all region, all this stuff. 
And if he picks the right program, he has the, and I mean right, but I mean he gets in the right situation. He has the mental capacity and the physical ability to be a true freshman starter at, at, a, at a school, the, you know, depending on what the, you know, what the room looks like and stuff like that. But the, it, he could land in a situation where they give him the ball as a true freshman and he'll go get it. it right, but but here, but, but tell yeah, the story, yeah. Barry. That 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 young that that kid that we that we got early, right? Who makes mm-hmm, the decisions mm-hmm. and puts in the work. And you said we meet them at a place to help them become the best player that they in. But we both agree that we work from the space that to, to get the best person, to be the best person yeah. that they can be. And so that kid that we, we talk about, that kid that we talked about, ended up at West Point. Yep. And that kid's now an officer. Yeah. And, you know, and his West Point story, um, I'm not going to tell it because I'll start crying when he tells me. Because he, he, he called me one weekend I was trying to get a hold of him. And, uh, you know, it was unusual. He didn't respond. And uh, I, I'm only going to go so far in the story. But he says that he says to dad, he says, Coach, I, I'm sorry to answer call. I was, I was at West Point. And I go, oh. And he started to explain to me what happened when he was off his appointment. Um, just a, of all the stuff that he did. He's married and all that stuff now, and but that that moment uh, when he tells me that story about his uh, appointment when he got offered the appointment at West Point, that was really something. It, yeah, because you believed it, in because because huh? having people that believe in them and to look past the shortcomings to the greatness, right? Like it's yeah, it's easy to say too short, too small, too not fast enough, not smart enough. Yeah. You say those things, but. Yeah. But it, as, as as Tomlin said, look, that's we're supposed to run to that. Like we're supposed yeah. to, like. And so when I hear coaches say, well, they go through the, all the recruiting stuff, and I'm going, okay, those are pieces. That's clay. That's putty. That's whatever. And then you, it's your job as a coach yeah. to craft it and turn it into art and turn it into the other thing. So when people tell me that you can't win with yeah. All the talent and all the resources? No, that's BS. What you're choosing to do is to take the easy, less traveled way, the mentally lazy way, and allowing kids to struggle and the programs to struggle by not being honest with yourself that listen, I'm accountable for this. Yeah. Um how, how do I make it how do I make it work? Here are my pieces. How do I make it work? Or how do I maximize it? Rather than saying this is what I know and all these pieces don't fit. So I'm gonna blame it on the kids. And Barry, like, do the list. Yeah, do the, like we can talk. Like we'll, we'll go to break. But I want to yeah. from that group, that core group of four years of a of a of a public school in Virginia. <laughs> that at any given at one at, through through players who passed through the hands of Barry Thompson, that there were six kids who went to West Point, seven to the Air Force Academy. Five to the Naval Academy, and three to Citadel, and two and eight, two and eight, two. And eight. <laughs> right, because because there were people there that just I said, look, the football part of it is nothing compared to the life part of it, and we'll give them boundaries and rules for how to achieve the things that they can control, but. Man, coaches can get in the way, bro. They can get in the way. And it takes some really quality people away from that game, away from the, the, the team thing that happens, who work on the people. And, uh, and before you go to break, 
And just to the listeners, that was on the football side. Yeah. But on the basketball side where, where the barriers were removed, it was a whole same group of people, different, wildly different. Oh, we'll talk about that when we come back from the break. Barry Thompson here with us on One on One. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store. You're listening to One on One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 